0: Oh, hi there. This is Najee Ram. And I'm Jeff Suarez Grant. This is Get With The Program. Yeah, here we talk about a question we have about online course design. As we help faculty build their courses, we have our own questions. Hey, not, what's our big question for this episode? How do I get my
1: course ready for someone else to teach? You know, designing and building a course is hard. You express your vision for the course through design. You incorporate curricular needs from your department. You design With your experience of how students interact with the course, you collate outside resources and incorporate a textbook and other resources into a whole, and you teach it a certain way. Maybe you try it once and then edit your course with prompts, questions, or materials that work better. And
0: now you hand it off to another instructor? How's that supposed to work? I mean, the whole thing? Yeah, the whole thing. You can simply export your course as a file or add your colleague
1: as a teacher so they can make a copy of it. Or you might just make smaller pieces of the
0: course available, like key assignments. Yeah, I can think of a few reasons you do this. Perhaps you have a, a new lecturer who's coming on board. Um, you know, they don't have time to build an entire course. You know, so they probably welcome a ready-to-use course and not just a, not just a syllabus. Um, and for consistency um, across many, many sections. You know, that's another utility of having a course that everyone teaches from, um, a standardized version of that course. And that's a type of systematic instruction, which I think is good for addressing, you know, many of the success or equity gaps that we, we have to deal with. Um, but how do you ensure the instructor getting, you know, getting the course knows what to do with it? Yes, your course does not run on
1: its own. The practices that you feel are second nature are not obvious to another faculty teaching a course. think you're giving a course, right?
0: What would you need to know? I could probably get a lot out of looking at the syllabus and the modules of the course. But I'd also, I think I'd want to see, you know, sample student work and how it was graded. You know, the type of feedback and how much was given. You know, if there's live meetings, how those go, the slides that were used for that. I'd also want some specific guidance on how frequently to send course announcements. Oh, and and also like any specific tools used, like technology tools like Perusal, Zoom, Google Docs, are those needed? Come to think of it, there's a lot that you do not see actually when you just export the course. Right, when you make a copy of
1: a course, you don't see feedback on assignments, how meetings run, announcements, or the back and forth in discussions even all content, even in any kind of collaborative documents, all that's
0: stripped away. Right. None of the the learning artifacts that students generate are there. It's almost as if, you know, you have to reverse engineer how you teach the course from limited information. And it seems like you'd make a lot of assumptions, kind of trust your gut. But that seems a bit risky. And, you know, I thought the idea was to make for a consistent learning experience for students.
1: So to prevent some of this guesswork so that a new instructor stays true to the design and quality of your original work, you might use a facilitation guide, right? A facilitation guide is a technical term used by people like us, instructional designers. And, it's, and a facilitation guide is an instruction manual for your course. It explains how you teach or facilitate an online course. So how would you write a facilitation guide? You explain the course structure, which includes the progression of each event in each week or module. For example, students start with a reading selection
0: and a quiz and then proceed to a discussion and conclude with an assignment. Yeah, it's probably also good to describe like weekly facilitation tasks. For example, you know, faculty post two announcements during the week. They ask, you know, generative questions in response to three or four discussion posts from students. You know, maybe provide Um, You know, a paragraph of comments in the speed grader, along with a selection in the rubrics. Um, And also, you know, don't forget about special instructions for live sessions, collaborative discussions, prep or guidance to students on high stakes upcoming assignments. What about noting what to customize, where and what edits can be made to the course? Yes, that's a really good idea. It's best to be clear about what can be changed without disturbing the alignment of the course design It could be you leave space in the weekly overview page for the other instructor, you know, to summarize the past week and kind of speak directly to their specific group of students. You know, maybe leave the discussion prop questions up to that instructor so they can tailor those subjects to the interests of their group of students they're teaching. What about using something like the Canvas Blueprint feature to lock specific elements in the course? Yeah, that's a really useful uh, tool in, in the Canvas LMS for ensuring the course remains standardized across multiple sections. You know, the Blueprint course acts as the model course with multiple sections associated with it, and all the sections receive an exact copy of the course content from the Blueprint. And yes, you know, as the lead instructor, you know, it's possible for you to lock down specific course elements in the associated courses, you know, leaving other items unlocked. You know, for instance, you could lock all the assignments but leave the discussions unlocked so the instructors, you know, could add custom prompts. You know, there are some really granular settings too, which is great, like allow the instructors to edit the due dates but not the points or the instructions for the assignments. So are there any reasons to avoid blueprinting a course? I think you might deal with a few technical issues here and there. Um, If you lock things down in the associated courses, then, you know, you as the lead instructor, you're completely in charge of dealing with any last minute changes or updates. You won't be able to rely on your instructors using those associated courses. You know, they won't be able to edit anything. Um, These are all good things to mention in the facilitation guide, actually. You probably want to organize that
1: guide into sections, probably something like course structure, um, things to update or customize, a note on why some things can't be
0: edited, weekly tasks, and notes about individual modules. You might also embed some of these instructions or guidance you know, directly in the course. I think you could create like a page, you know, but keep it unpublished so, the, so only instructors can see it. And maybe you title it something like Instructors Only. Um, you know, these pages could contain specific guidance for each module. Or you know, place um, a link to your facilitation guide directly in the course. I would probably choose a Google Doc. You know that would work really well. And in case you need to make any changes or edits, it's not like a static file that's in each of those courses. It could make it easy for you to update if the need arises. What else would the faculty need? What well, they need to know about what books are used
1: and what online publisher content is used, such as McGraw Hill and Wiley Plus. They may need to know about the new steps to secure that content for their course and any procedures on incorporating grades from another platform into Canvas. Many publishers have contact information of a representative that can be mentioned in an email or the facilitation guide. With that, my facilitation guide is just about set. Are there any housekeeping tasks that need to be
0: done before copying the course or blueprinting it? Yeah, I think in terms of housekeeping, if you use any online tools such as Nearpod, Perusal, Google Docs, you need to make sure that any links to that content will work in a copy of the course. The other instructors, they'll probably need to make their own accounts for those tools, and they might even need to relink to content inside their account. In fact, you might need to remove these items from the blueprints and instead provide instructions for recreating them in in the copy of the course. I mean, imagine like student work from another class, like suddenly showing up in your course, you know, like, why would that happen? Well, you know, because everyone's using the same link, you know, that's been shared across, you know, 10 sections. Yeah, it's important to to double check that. Also, checking whether in a transfer course,
1: students would still have access to shared videos. For example, if you use Zoom recordings as a part of your instructional content, those files may be
0: visible only to students in that original course or be password protected. Yeah, a lot of this could be helped if you work closely with one of the instructors who's going to use the course, you know, the copy of the course. Most like you know, give them ex- advanced access to a copy and have them explore the course, double check it, see that the links, the tools, they all work for them in a copy of that, of that standardized course. Yes, feel free
1: to talk to them. With your voice, you can emphasize fun things, important things, and things they should watch out for. If a live meeting is not possible, you could even have a conversational introduction to the facilitation guide, or perhaps a recorded video with a screen
0: share of navigating your course. It's kind of like a, a course navigation video that you would, you would make and share with your students. Why not make one for the instructors who's gonna who are gonna teach that standardized version of the course you created. Oh yes. You know, that can help the facilitator, you know, be at
1: ease and ensure the integrity of your design as you move forward. So going back to
0: the big question, how do I get my course ready for someone else to teach? Well first I think you have to prepare the structure of the course so another faculty can work with it. You can incorporate a facilitation guide into the course itself or you can use a separate document. The facilitation guide, it's, you know, that instruction manual for that course. It explains the design of the course and the weekly tasks or teaching required for a successful online experience for those students. Yeah, facilitation guide is key in making it clear to the, the faculty.
1: I'm Najiram, And I'm Jeff Suarez Grant. And this was Get With The Programme.